This episode is brought to you by CuriosityStream, a subscription streaming service that offers over 2,000 documentaries and nonfiction titles from some of the world's best filmmakers, including exclusive originals. Get unlimited access starting at just $2.99 a month. And for our audience, the first 30 days are completely free if you sign up at curiositystream.com homeschool and use the promo code homeschool during the sign-up process. And Kate, I know this is one of your very favorite resources in your homeschool. What are you guys enjoying lately on Curiosity Stream? Oh my goodness. This is my favorite, like my probably most recommended resource because I feel like for the price of a cup of coffee, you have unlimited educational programming for the month. But we we are very nature heavy right now with our Curiosity Stream and we've been watching all the nature shows. We actually... Um, created an entire winter, like sort of a lazy-ish, cozy winter science homeschool using uh, Curiosity Stream. So we pair a book with Curiosity Stream and then it's an animal book and then we search for the animal and watch an episode on whatever animal we're studying that day. And it's been such a fun rabbit hole. Oh, I love that. And for animal lovers, Curiosity Stream is such a good resource because you can, you just pop in and put in that animal and there's there's something endless animals yeah yeah <laughs> if you have animal lovers we um there is a great show called wild galapagos and it's with mike Rowe, and we love that one and then um, another one that we've been loving is the david ettenborough he has a few on there but there's ant mountain which i think we've seen three times <laughs> we know all about <laughs> ants there's some that are just favorites for us that we watch over and over and then we love all of the dinosaur ones so there's walking with dinosaurs and walking with beasts um ice age giants Curious Minds Dinosaurs. So those are all big favorites too. Well, and I'm really excited that we get to share this announcement that Curiosity Stream is going to be adding a bunch of new stuff for kids um, in middle school and high school ages. And that's the age range of my kids. So um, they're acquiring a series called Innovation Nation and they're getting ready to expand their kids' content really drastically in the spring. So there's going to be even more to enjoy on Curiosity oh my Stream. Gosh decisions decisions there's so many good choices <laughs> so go to curiositystream.com homeschool for unlimited access to the world's top documentaries and nonfiction series and for our listeners enter the promo code homeschool when prompted during the sign-up process and your membership is completely free for the first 30 days hi there and welcome to the homeschool sisters podcast i'm kate and I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I have a very important correction to make. <laughs> this is a very important... I've thought about this a lot. I've taken some time away to spend time with my family. Um, in the last episode, I mentioned that the book Steady Days by Jamie Martin uh, influenced me to put on pants, and that is actually not written anywhere in the book. <laughs> Jamie got back to us right away, and she was like, thank you. Thank you for the nice things you said. Thank you for talking about my books. But I never told you to put on pants, Kara. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Whoops. So 
I just, I don't, I don't want people rushing out to buy this book. Like if you need to put on pants, you're going to need to find somebody else to tell you. Um, and also Jamie pointed out that basically what I was, what I was inferring there is that I wasn't wearing pants before she came into my life. And so for like the first six mother years of motherhood, I was just walking around pantsless and that's not true either. So (laughs) there's just a lot going on there. And I just, um, I do think I do contend. I don't have the book in front of me right this minute. I do contend. She does say it helps to get dressed every day. Right. I think I remember that too. Okay. Maybe, maybe it wasn't pants specific. Yeah, that's probably it the problem. It's just like you'll feel better about yourself if you get up and get dressed and start moving. And I, I think that's true. I, it's important here's advice. The thing, it worked for me. And somehow mm-hmm. I've connected it with that book, which has <laughs> so much other good advice and good information in it. But of course, <laughs> the thing I grabbed onto is put on pants. <laughs> that would be quite the book endorsement right there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So when she re-releases it, Jamie, if you need an endorsement, please just know I'm happy to talk about my pants journey. <laughs> Hashtag pants journey. All right. This is the best <laughs> announcement ever. I just, I want everyone to know we make mistakes sometimes. You know, we're professional podcasters. <laughs> we make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> But even we can make make mistakes sometimes. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> Apologies to Jamie, her family, her yeah, her pants, her pants, my pants, everything. <laughs> All right, we got to rein it in. We got to get back on track. We have a really fun okay. question today. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> this episode is not about pants. It's not. It's not even remotely about pants. It's about homeschooling, which is. Probably good because we're the homeschool sisters. We should probably talk about that a little bit. All right. So we have our first question that we're going to share that is an audio question. I'm so excited about this. Yeah. We're so pumped about this. And we've been getting messages. And it's great because we're not just getting messages like with questions, but we're getting like helpful messages, people just saying kind things, being nice, um, you know, giving us ideas and things. So it's just, it's, it's been really good. It's kind of neat because we're coming to everybody's earbuds, but we don't hear everybody. So it's nice to hear some of the sisters out there just it, chat with us, like chat back. Yeah. It's one of the good things about the internet. It is. And all this technology. Which can sometimes be such a drag. <laughs> <laughs> it can. It can. But this is a good part. <laughs> this is a good part. A silver lining. Okay, but before we get to our question, we wanted to share a quick iTunes review. This review is from AC Nina, and she writes, hands down, my absolute favorite podcast. Love listening to these two lovely ladies. Always look forward to the next episode. Even though I'm not currently homeschooling, I'm looking into it and completely relate to them in some way. Thank you so much for a wonderful podcast. That's fantastic. And I'm glad that we have people who are considering homeschooling who I listen am to us. A few of them lately. Yeah. And our question today is actually from somebody 
considering homeschooling, but um, we just, we really appreciate those iTunes reviews. They help new people find us all the time. And since people have started leaving more and more, we're seeing it working and we're connecting with more people and it's just really, really helpful. So thank you. So thank you for everybody who's done one. Yeah. And you put together a nice tutorial over on our site if anybody has questions for how to do it because it's a little complicated and technically. (laughs) (laughs) I did it myself and I did the step-by-step. Awesome. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. So are you ready to listen to today's question? I am. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Kate and Kara. This is Molly. I follow you both on Instagram and I've been listening to your podcast since you started it like three years ago, maybe. And you guys make me laugh. Um, I'm not a homeschooling mother, but um, I often think about it. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And I'm just curious, what made you decide to homeschool your kids? Um, I know that I shouldn't enter into the decision fear-based, but I have to be honest, like I am afraid of public schools and um, I live in New York City. So it's kind of um, a hard city to maneuver getting a good education for your kids. It also is a great city for educating your kids, but I'm just curious mostly what made you guys decide for each of your kids that it was the best thing to do for each, for each of them. Um, so I would appreciate it if you answer that question at some point, or maybe you already have, but I've listened to all of your podcasts, so I don't think I would have missed it. I kind of remember some conversation about it, but um, maybe a revisit. I don't know. Thank you so much. I think you guys are awesome. Okay. Bye. Thank you, Molly, for that question. It's such a nice question. And I love hearing that we make her laugh every time someone says that. I'm, yeah. It makes me smile. We need more laughter in our days we because sometimes do. it's a little hard. So yeah. <laughs> the sometimes more we can laugh together. Muddling through, you could use a laugh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so I feel like maybe we've sort of alluded to our reasons in the past. I don't know if we've ever had an episode where we just like laid it on the line. So I don't think we have either. So I'm glad she asked because it's yeah. almost it's a kind of obvious question. How did we start? But we haven't covered it. <laughs> Well, and one of the things I think we kind of bonded over is that we both sort of unexpectedly Mm -hmm. started homeschooling. That wasn't my plan. My oldest went to preschool at three and your son, your oldest started school. Did you guys do preschool? And then he, all three of mine started preschool at three at a play-based preschool. Okay. Okay. And so then... When did you stop school and start homeschooling? So my oldest went to public kindergarten in, it was a half day program at the time in a school district that is an award winning school district. So (laughs) I just, we moved here for the school district had never planned on homeschooling. And he is just a really interesting kid who had a lot of struggles early on, but also had a lot of strengths. So he went to kindergarten and he could read, we later found out, on a sixth grade level uh, in kindergarten. 
but he couldn't sit still in a chair. He couldn't hold his thoughts in for any length of time. He was like a tornado. He had sensory processing disorder. So the school saw his weaknesses, as sometimes happens, didn't necessarily always see his strengths. And a kid like that doesn't fit in the kindergarten box. (laughs) So we struggled the whole year. I actually wrote a post Uh, my biggest homeschool regret. And if I had to do it over again, I would have pulled him. I was using kindergarten to buy time. We had him tested. The psychologist said basically what we already kind of knew, which was that, you know, public school right now isn't going to work for a kid like this. And um, we pulled him. We decided Memorial Day weekend that we would homeschool. And he finished out the year, which I think was maybe two weeks of school. And we started first grade homeschooling and it was just kind of like a buying time kind of year because I knew full day they couldn't handle him half day (laughs) and in their defense he was a very tricky kindergartner he's a lot of lot of personality that that one so well and you had kind of a unique situation because you had been working in schools and so you had the perspective too working as a school psychologist you were familiar with some of the things that were maybe coming up and how different schools handle it or don't handle it or kind of what happens sometimes to kids who maybe don't fit in the mold right So I had worked as a school psychologist for years in Boston before having my kids, and I believed in the public school district. I knew it was not without fault. I knew in many ways there's broken aspects of it, but I felt like I was making a difference, and my husband went to public school, and we just always assumed we would send our kids to public school. I'd stay home for a little bit after having them, and then I'd have, like, the mother's hours, and I'd be making a difference, you know, what I paid many years, much money for (laughs) my degrees and I'd go back. But, and when we were struggling with this with him, I wanted it to work. Seeing both sides. I wanted this, I didn't want to be anti-public school and I'm still not anti-public school, but I think especially nowadays, there's a lot of kids for a lot of different reasons that school is not meeting their needs. And in that case, I think a lot of people fall into homeschooling and end up loving it because they see how it can really work extremely well for kids who don't fit in boxes for a number of reasons. You can work on their strengths. We were struggling with the social, emotional aspects of his development at that time. The things he was struggling with were, you know, waiting your turn and holding your thought and listening to others. And not the academic. And they were doing a lot of the academic and not so much the social emotional. So we were able to work on some of his, he had a lot of anxiety at that time. We were able to really hone in and help him with his weaknesses and then just allow his interests and strengths to thrive in the homeschool setting. But I had no idea what I was doing. Like just, I just jumped in. I was like, we can do it better than this. I don't know what it's going to look like, but we'll figure it out and, you know, cross my fingers and close my eyes and hope for the best. And it was the best decision we've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are coming to homeschooling kind of in this, uh oh, school didn't work for us. Now what type of situation, Mm -hmm. you know, and because homeschooling is just growing 
by leaps and bounds. And I think, like, I really want to make sure that, that people understand that I don't think either of us is anti-public school. We're not anti-school. It's not, um, I wouldn't say that everybody should homeschool or everybody needs to homeschool or anything like that. It's, it's not that at all. So I like the way this question was phrased, which is like what brought us to homeschooling, right? you know, because, um, you know, in my family, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, they knew they were going to homeschool from like the minute their kids were born. They just Mm -hmm. knew. And I always thought, oh, wow, I can't, I can't imagine being that confident about anything. You know, they were just like really (laughs) confident in their parenting style and everything. And I just, you know, like they handed me a baby at the hospital and I was like, you're going to let me take it home, you know? (laughs) Did I pass the test? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, I, I, we started kind of the same way that, you know, my son went to, like the cute little church preschool. And that's what we thought. We thought he would do what we did, which was like um, two-day-a-week preschool at three, three-day-a-week preschool at four, and then half-day kindergarten, and then first grade through 12th grade. And Exactly was our plan, too. And I did, I, that's when, I mean, I didn't even realize, we don't even have half-day kindergarten in our district anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was super naive. Um and a lot of people don't know that we actually started homeschooling and then put him back in school mm-hmm. because I have a post on my site called I'm just so glad he didn't sit on the line. That post of yours I think is how I found you. I don't remember exactly, but if I had to guess because it's my favorite post of yours cuz our boys would have been friends at that age. <laughs> right? I know. Yeah. It sounds so similar. He was he started reading early, but he could not sit still. And so every day I was getting, well, and it was two days a week, but you know, I was getting after class, you know, Mrs. Anderson, which was so funny. Cause I was like 30, you know, <laughs> and I didn't feel like a Mrs. Anything really. Right. I mean, and here's this teacher that's been teaching for like 35 years and she was so wonderful and kind and just seemed so professional. And she's like, Mrs. Anderson, you know, he, he won't sit on the line. And so I'm asking him on the way home, why won't you sit on the line? And he's like, cause I want to play with the cool McDonald's playset, you know? <laughs> There's all these awesome toys that he doesn't get to play with at home available for him there. And instead he's supposed to sit and listen to a book. And, you know, I feel like he was one of those kids that probably could have easily gotten a lot of labels at a young Mm -hmm. age. Um, I remember one time taking him to the pediatrician and the pediatrician saying, he's very active, isn't he? He's very active, like, you know, making eye contact with me. Like, are you picking up what I'm saying? Active, like maybe too active, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I I feel like he probably could have, and I don't want that to sound like, I think proper diagnoses can be incredibly helpful to families. So I'm not saying that I'm against you know, if you, if you suspect something with your kids going Mm -hmm. on that you could, you know, um, I think that that can be really helpful to know that and have that information and get the support you need and everything else. But I also think that sometimes we're just really quick to label kids that maybe don't fit quite within a pretty tight box, 
you know? And so I was worried about that with him. And so we decided we were going to try homeschooling and we tried it for a few months. And by, and this was when he was four still. And by the time Christmas rolled around, I called the Montessori preschool um, and I said, you know, do you have any enrollment for January? <laughs> and he went back to school for January through May. And then they wanted to do testing for him. And so they found out, like, with your oldest, he was reading above, you know, the average level um, for a child his age. And so they wanted to move him because it was a Montessori school. They wanted to move him in a three to Um, Mm six-year-old, or I'm sorry, from the three to six-year-old classroom to the seven to 10-year-old classroom the next year. Um, And he would have been five at that point. And so they sent me home and they said, we want you to get his handwriting up to speed so that he can be in this seven to 10 year old classroom next year. They even gave me advice for what specific curriculum to use. And so, you know, we, we talked about it and I knew he was not, handwriting was very hard for him. A lot of those fine motor things were really hard for him. And there was just so much I didn't know then. I didn't know about like asynchronous kids. I learned that from you and Colleen, (laughs) you know, pretty recently that kids can develop in wildly different, you know, I mean. And that's totally normal. It gets me fired up. The writing thing gets me fired up. He was five. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he didn't like writing and he didn't write until he was older. And I can remember the first time that I saw him write something, he had made like a zoo out of little animals and blocks, and he wrote the word zoo. And it was the first time that he had written something on his own because even writing a word like zoo was just, it it would end in tears. And I thought, I'm not going to spend our entire summer together making him cry every day. And they were telling me, you know, every day, I want you to work on handwriting with him every day, every day. And I thought, it's going to be the worst summer ever. So then I still signed him up for the kindergarten. um, They had a lottery system in Mm -hmm. our school district and you could choose your top three schools and he wasn't chosen for any of the ones that we were hoping he would go to just based on, you know, it being close and things like that. And so I thought, okay, I guess we could try homeschooling again. And that time it stuck. (laughs) I love that you said though, that you sent him back because it doesn't mean that you're failing any sort of thing. If you send a child to school or a part-time school or a charter school, you know, it's just, you're do, playing it year by year and what works best for your kids. And we, we assess every single year and we say, do you still want to, like, we have a whole conversation about it. So at any, any year, my kids could go back and I'm not anti-public school. It's just, they need to be able to work with your kid and to see their strengths and weaknesses and see the whole kiddo. So if school is going to be a better fit for us any given year, I would do that in a heartbeat for whatever reason. Yeah. We do that every year too, because I think one of the things that I worried about too, and I mean, your oldest has two younger siblings. And so I have, um, you know, my daughter is younger and I wondered, did she just kind of get like swept up in it 
or does she really want to do this? And I remember you sharing your daughter's manifesto (laughs) on your site and I just love it. And we'll have to link to that in the show notes too. But we do that too. We reassess every year because I, I don't want it to be, well, this is what we've always done. So let's just stay with it. I want, I'm, I guess like if I'm anything, I'm, I'm pro the right education for each kid, you know, Mm -hmm. more than anti anything. Does that make sense? (laughs) I'm right there with you. Anyone who's had a migraine knows that they're the absolute worst. Kate, you get migraines, right? I do. And they are terrible because they just stop you from doing an entire day's worth of everything you had planned. And it's the worst when you have a lot of little kids and you need to go in and see a neurologist or see your doctor and get these appointments. Um, It's timing can be hard. Well, good news. Now it's a little easier to treat your migraines from the comfort of your own home thanks to Cove. Cove starts out with a simple consultation by a licensed physician, and then the prescription that they determine is best for you is sent directly to your door. After your consultation, your doctor creates and tailors your individual course of treatment. Cove then reaches out a few weeks after to see how you're feeling. Basically, a doctor is on call for you and you'll hear back within 24 to 48 hours instead of having to wait for an appointment. It's so convenient and perfect for busy moms. Cove breaks down everything you need to know about migraines and migraine treatment. In fact, if you're wondering if you have migraines or just like regular headache type stuff, you can go to their Migraine 101 section on their website to learn more. Doctors are licensed to practice in medicine in the state you live and will be the one who prescribes your monthly medication and oversees your progress. Cove medications are FDA approved. If you suffer from migraines, the last thing you need is to have to wait to see your doctor. With Cove, there's finally a way to get the help you need when you need it. And when you use our special link, you'll get your first month of treatment free. Go to withcove.com slash homeschool. That's W-I-T-H-C-O-V-E dot com slash homeschool. So what about your younger two? Um, I know your daughter had her manifesto. What about my daughter your son? went to kindergarten for a brief stint. We we sent her because she had a strong public school friend group. A lot of people from the play based preschool that all three of my kids went to were going. She um, was more uniform in her development. She was still reading uh, above level, but was more compliant, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's a better listener. Well, that's and something so that we, is appreciated in a classroom. You know, right. I mean, so I thought along. it would be a much different school year. And she loved it initially. The first, I would say, six weeks, she loved it. She loved all the play and the recess. And then it was funny because she would tell us starting at the beginning of October, she'd say, well, we have fewer fewer recesses. They were kind of like adjusting the, the kids that had come from this play-based atmosphere into the kindergarten lifestyle. So they initially had more playtime and then it kind of decreased and they were just helping them to adjust. And she was very cognizant of that and did not like it at all. And she didn't like all the focus on reading and phonics and sight words that you do in kindergarten. 
as part of the curriculum because she was already reading and um, was just asking to come home. And we wanted her to wait till Christmas. We didn't want to send her for a minute and then have her pull her out again. Like the school already knew us. <laughs> kind of squeaky wheel. So she wrote her manifesto. Um, and I have a post on that with all the reasons why she wanted to homeschool. And we took her home, I want to say Thanksgiving. Okay. I'd have to look back. I don't remember, but she didn't make it till Christmas. And then your youngest guy, he didn't go at all? He was at the play-based preschool and he, <laughs> his, so I was on the preschool board at the time, which is kind of funny because I was homeschooling too. That's and right. In preschool. And he was building his immune system and got sick all the time that year. So he would go for a day and then probably lick something. And then the next (laughs) week he would miss school. So we kept joking, although it wasn't funny, that if we were to calculate his tuition by days actually attended, that it would be like some atrocious (laughs) fee per day. So eventually that year I pulled him because I was like, this is crazy. I am now, you know, I was driving. That year we started off, my oldest was homeschooled. My middle was in kindergarten. I think it was a half day. It was a half day even, and then he was at preschool. So it was all like, I dropped this one off and pack this and do that. And it was all running around and we weren't getting enough done. And I felt very scattered. And meanwhile, the youngest one wasn't going to school half the time because he was sick. And then the other thing is, which brings us back to your pants thing, our biggest thing with that one is he just didn't want to wear pants. So we had this morning <laughs> struggle. Like, I, I am so serious. Every morning I'd be like, okay, this is your warning. You need to put your pants on now. We're going to be late. And I would have to, like, basically wrestle pants on him. And we'd show up and he'd be crying because I, you know, me and mom put pants on him in February. <laughs> So that factored into it, too, if we're being perfectly honest. So we just never sent him to kindergarten because we were already sort of homeschooling. He was getting that from the older two, and he's a very young. He's His birthday is the day after the cutoff. He's um, the youngest kid in his class, and he's very charismatic and very funny, and very smart, and I could see how a school would label a kid like that who's goofing around when he's not doing work because, again, he was reading also. They're, they were all really early readers, and so it makes it tricky for kindergarten, especially if you're goofy or impulsive, any of those less compliant personality types right. in that setting. Right, yeah. Yeah. So not yet. Okay. Not yet anyway. <laughs> yeah, and and my daughter didn't go either, but she we started a co-op and she started doing classes through the co-op and she liked what we were doing and she didn't really want to be away from me anyway. So it was mm-hmm. very, and I was, I was that kind of kid. I was like, and I realized now I had terrible anxiety. <laughs> 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 Only took 30 years to diagnose it. Um, but <laughs> I just, I had really bad separation anxiety and I didn't want to be away from, and it was so stressful. School was so stressful for me. And I saw that in her that I think school would have been very stressful, um, being away from, from her her family. And so it just kind of worked that we were already homeschooling and we went with it. But like you said, we reassess, we talk about it. I try to be really, really careful 
we drive past my old middle school on a regular basis and I try to be really careful to not be like, they still don't have air conditioning. Those kids are like, it's, you know, 90 in May and you know, they got to be sweating in there. I just, I try to zip my lip because Mm -hmm. I think things can change and I want my kids to just always kind of have, you know, lots of options, but Getting back to Molly's question, you know, being in New York City, I can't even imagine. She's probably got a ton of options for schools. Mm-hmm. And, and there's more pressure there with getting the right options. I have a couple friends in New York, and there's more of a pressure, mm-hmm. you know, outside pressure, which makes it trickier. Yeah. And I think she's so smart to know not to go into it from a point of fear, but that is hard because we love our kids and we want what's best for them. And so Mm -hmm. it might not be fear so much as just kind of that fierce mama protection. I think the fear, we have to listen to whether it's fear, like the mama bear protection or whether it's that gut, like it's not going to work for your kid because I sort of knew with my oldest, like we were just buying time. We were trying to figure out. We're like, kindergarten, it's not going to go great. We're going to figure it out. And then when he's in full-time school, first grade, we'll have something set up so that he will be successful. So looking back, that fear that I had was also my gut saying this might not work at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Sometimes it's it's like the warning light is blinking because you just know, you know your child and you know mm-hmm. that, I mean, you have a general idea of how the school system is set up and you know whether or not your kid is going to thrive in that setting. I mean, like you said, you know... Um, your daughter was more compliant, you know? And Mm -hmm. really there's certain traits that are very helpful for getting along in school, like doing well in a school setting. Yeah, and so, you know, you might know that your kid has traits that are going to make school challenging. And I think it's kind of, you know... Where where do you feel like your energy is best served? Is it best served in setting them up for success in a school setting or setting them up for success at home? And, you know, just really looking at all your options. And there are families that get services through school that they wouldn't have access to with homeschooling that are incredibly so helpful. People. And there's lots of schools out there Um so I, I think, you know, just just kind of exploring everything and then, but listening to your gut a little bit, like you said, and knowing that you were given your kid for a reason and, you know, that you can only make the choice that you think is best at that point, you know? And so right. maybe that's homeschool for a year or school for a year or whatever, but. And knowing that you always do have options and that it could change from year to year. Because when I look at, um, all of the difficulties that my oldest had were present when he was in preschool, the difference was it was a play-based preschool and he had a phenomenal veteran teacher 
who just delighted in him. She thought he was fantastic. She still writes him letters every month to this oh, day. That's right. He's in fifth grade. So you could have a teacher like that who you explain everything and you advocate for your kid and the teacher listens and the system is more um, willing to listen and help your child thrive. Or you could have a teacher who's very by the book, as we did for kindergarten, who's just unwilling. Because I just remember saying to her, if he's a pain in your tush, give him a book. Like, he will just be quiet. Like, just keep him in books. And they wouldn't do that, which is just crazy to me. So just know, like, Know that it's okay to advocate and fight hard, but don't be afraid to, if it's not working, to pull the plug and try something different until there's a better option. So we actually have something we want to talk about that is, I think would be really helpful if you're new homeschooling or exploring the idea of homeschooling? It would also be helpful if you're battling a case of the Februarys right now and you just need kind of a reboot or some more inspiration to get through the rest of the year. Yeah, we are putting together a virtual conference with our friends, Mary Wilson from Not Before Seven and Alicia Hutchinson from over at Alicia's and Learning Well Community. This conference sort of was born in Florida. When we took our trip together, we started plotting and planning. We knew it would be a lot easier to plan something if we were all in the same place. (laughs) So definitely helps. (laughs) It really, it really did. And we made a lot of headway there, but then we've been working on it for the last few months. So it's going to be all day long. Each of us are going to do a session and then we're going to have a group Q and a at the end. So definitely bring all your questions, all your homeschool questions. And a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, what have you. And we're going to be recording them all and they'll be available afterwards. So if you have to step out or if your kids are giving you a little bit of a run for your money, we know how that works. So they will be available. Yeah. And we really wanted to make sure that it was a conference that was available to everyone. So it is all online. You just need a laptop or a computer or a tablet um, and an internet connection, really. Mm -hmm. And then we said, you know, maybe a journal, something to write with plenty of tea and chocolate or coffee and it's going to be on March 8th and we'll put a link over in the show notes with um, yes all the all the information the cost for the whole day is just $32 and should we talk about swag oh my gosh (laughs) the swag is pretty awesome I'm excited about it (laughs) well I remember us sitting in that room in Florida and we're like it would be awesome if we could get, you know, so and so and so and so and so and so. And then we reached out to these companies and they said yes. And we're like, yeah. yeah. And so um, you can see on our site all the companies that are sponsoring us. But it's. And what I love about it is that we picked the companies that have been working for our family for years, that the ones that we together just all love and use. And those were the ones we reached out to, to see if they would help us start this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they believed in us and helped us get started and are helping us offer this first one. So we're super grateful to all of them and you can find them all listed on our website. And then, so you'll come to the conference that day, you'll get filled up with lots of inspiration and practical ideas. And then you'll get a virtual swag bag 
at either the end of the day or the next day. I'm not sure exactly when it's coming, but you'll get a virtual swag bag with coupons and freebies and just all kinds of goodies and stuff. And I think it's going to be awesome. I do too. Oh, we got to talk about the Facebook group. We do because that's been crazy good. We didn't realize how this was going to take off. We also started a Facebook group, a private Facebook group, because we, you know, just didn't want like a random man showing up or something 60 years old, like an internet angry. (laughs) Right. Exactly. We (laughs) want it to be a happy, a happy place. And so we set it up thinking, you know, we're going to talk about the conference and get to know each other and provide some support for each other. And it's gone crazy. It's such like the best kind of crazy, a wonderful supportive place that with amazingly interesting, awesome adulting women. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, Mary and Alicia and you and I were in there and we're talking and we're chatting, but people are getting to know each other and supporting each other, which is like, just, I mean, it's, it's just fantastic. It's like what we hoped for, but so much more. Yeah. Yeah. So our group is called, um, Kindred Collective. It's the Kindred Collective Homeschool Conference. It's happening March 8th and we'll make sure we put links over in the show notes at the homeschoolsisters.com. There's still time to sign up as of Mm -hmm. this podcast episode and we hope to see you there and we hope that you'll join and come over to the Facebook group and we can get to know you better because this is... This is pretty cool. And did we say how they get in the Facebook group? If you sign up for our newsletter, you oh, yeah. will get access. It's like a secret. Yes. Yeah. Thing. But that's how you get in if you're looking for that. Because you don't have to attend the conference in order to access the Facebook group. Right, right. And joining the newsletter and getting in the Facebook group, that's all free. There's just mm-hmm. a fee for the conference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everything else is is free and... I'm excited I have about a really, it. I'm really excited, and I think it's going to be good for everybody. And it's, it's giving me some super warm fuzzies. <laughs> me too. Me too. I just feel like, I don't know, you're creating that community that so many of us want. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 going to be good. It's going it to be is. good. Okay. So we hope we see everybody on March eighth, and we hope we see everybody over in the Facebook group. Um, you can head to kindredhomeschool.com for inter, uh, information specifically about that group in the conference. And like I said, we'll put it in the show notes too. So, all right. Well, have a good rest of your day, Kate. You too, Kara. And we will be back next week with a really awesome episode. So excited about yeah, it. It's a good one. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister.